this is Jade Hoy, the executive producer of the Back to Back podcast. Thank you for joining us today in the Basketball Bugs program. Uh, we have Mike Prada from SB Nation to talk about a bunch of stuff. The Wizards, John Wall, Carmelo. We got KD feuding with Draymond. We got all these trade hypotheticals. We got Waj trash in the Celtics as usual. And... Um, me getting Thai food at some point during the show. Make sure to subscribe to the Daily Ding, the NBA Daily Ding, your nightly recap of uh, the night in the NBA, hosted by Zach Harper, with Big Waz, Trey, Justin Rowan, Dave Dufour, and all sorts of other great people. Also, Bomb, B-O-M-M, Black Opinions Matter Mondays on its own channel. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, get our merch at cottonbureau.com. Search Count the Dings. Uh, only a couple more days for that. Uh, pins included. Please support the show. And fanduel.com forward slash B2B. Today is Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. It's our weekly challenge. The game will open up uh, tonight and then tomorrow morning for probably 40 plus people tomorrow. So be sure to do that. FanDuel.com forward slash B2B. Deposit $5, get $5, play with us once and support the show. Okay, enjoy the show. The funny part about it is all you hear is sources say. You never hear a player say it. And I think if a player had a problem with anything that they would. That's how I feel about the situation. Um, and unless everybody in my past locker room was just that fake, I don't think that I was that big of a problem at all. Um, even after um, I was moved, I still had great conversations with them, wishing them luck um, because they're incredible players, but even better human beings. Uh, I leave it at that. You know, All the sources and the sources say, I'm pretty sure the sources still say here as well. afternoon for you guys on the east coast i'm zach harper today we have dave dufour we've got big waz we might have uh, tom haverstrow next to a zamboni at some point because that seems to be where he is we have jade hoy and if the oh man it's gonna be bad if the washington wizards can get their stuff together and win the championship they throw a mike parada that's good that's well, not bad, bad. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Uh, huge I- wizards aficionado uh, sadly, yes. Yeah. I wish I wasn't. You probably feel this way about the Timberwolves, right? Oh, I hate them. I absolutely hate them at this point. <laughs> like, who's I'm who's just... in worse shape right now, though? Oh, the Wizards are definitely in worse shape. Wizards, yeah, because the cap is... Like, the, the Wizards have one more bad contract than the Wolves do, right? Or just one more bloated contract. Just right. One. <laughs> I was gonna say, are we calling Otto Porter a bad contract? I mean, he's well, a good player. I mean, it's a, it's a little much, but... Yeah, he used to be a good player. I don't know well, if he's he a good was. anymore. <laughs> Well, he's still got a Yamahimi, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Jenks contract at Yamahimi. Yeah, so that kind of matches. Uh, you could do Porter, Porter Wiggins. The wall um, contract's going to wind up looking just. Yeah, Beal, Beal Townsend and the wall one is like, we, we just don't have a wall contract yet, but we'll, we'll get there. 
I, I've been trying to work out John Wall trades for the, like the last four days, and um, it's all like, "Hey, take our crap for your crap." I mean, it's like John Wall for Reggie Jackson and Stanley Johnson is might be the best one I've come up with. Ooh. Cool, got it. Right, Ooh. exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll take another one of those Detroit s like we can't get another star any other way. So we that's it. Gamble on John Wall. I was looking at Orlando as like the team. I'm like hoping maybe. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. I actually think Dwayne Casey and his whole like strong culture stuff, he might actually be able to to handle the John Wall stuff. I mean, here, sure. like, he's a good he's playing well. It's just that he he does a lot of things that just sap everybody else. Like he is productive, like he's having a productive season. It's just it's always when he's productive, it's got to be he's a nexus. Well, he's productive it's, on offense. He's right. also productive right. on defense for the opposing team. Correct. Uh, <laughs> he used to be a beast on that end, man. That that used to be where did, he shined. Did it change, Waz? Did it change when he got lit up by Isaiah Thomas in the playoffs and all of a sudden he's like, well, what am I doing? Right? Like, no, I feel like I that think, was the tipping point. I think he got it in his head that he needed to be a scorer. At some point, at some point here, he decided, like, being a facilitator, just being, like, what he used to be, which is just like, yo, I, I'm going to do everything in my power to get guys involved. Like, I remember he was, like, leading the league in passes that led to corner threes and shit like that. Like, yep. John Wall used to care about <laughs> just passing, just getting other guys involved, making other guys better. He got it in his head, got it in his head at some point that scoring was the thing, and it seems like the defense went away too because he used to be really really keyed in on defense yeah. and now he's just like I'm a bucket getter which eh. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was his reputation was he got guys paid he got wings paid because all they had to do was spot up in the corner and then he was he was awesome at disrupting and pick and roll and now I don't know if it's an effort thing or if it's just you know the the downhill slide but um, man I, I, I don't remember the last time I saw him get around the screen <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty rough. I mean, Mike, it, he was like not that Trevor Reza was was necessarily bad or or not thought of as a good player, but like he's the one that kind of rev- I don't know if revived is the right word, but he kind of revived Trevor Reza to become like this like very important role player around the league, right? Yeah. No, and uh, Martel Webster's got a contract to thank for John Wall. Remember yeah. when he he got paid? I mean, Garrett Temple to a lesser extent. Uh, he got paid. It's just Jody Meeks. Was Jody Meeks one of those? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, how much that how much that extended. They, they paid him ahead of time, hoping. Right, <laughs> right, right. Advanced payment. Um, I also think the league changed a little bit. Where it, he used to always just stand around a little bit and rely on his natural gifts. It's just now teams actually move a lot more, so you it stands out a little more. But a lot of guys around the league that are like that. I think. I mean, so so how much how how bad is this situation? Right. Or do, do we just sensationalize it because this is it's we latch on to the to the chaos and and kind of uh, throw throw a bigger spotlight on it. I mean, what a, what should the end goal for this team be? I think that's the big question. If you're is it bad in terms of like, can they recover and win like 35 games and sneak into the playoffs? Yeah, sure. They could totally do that. And they might consider that a success because. All they really have any ambition for is to be in the 40s and be in the mix and not actually do anything significant. Is it a bad situation in terms of building like a healthy, you know, team that's built for the long haul and actually is going somewhere? Yeah, it's really bad. And it's just a matter of which one do you actually prioritize? I think the front office prioritizes 
the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, just, they just want the playoff revenue, right? Which I get why some teams want that. Like why some teams would be like, this is a success. But just the playoff revenue isn't going to make up for the fact that you're going to start paying Wall $40 million a year. No, but it might keep allow the GM to keep his job. How has that happened? Oh, that's the real conversation. Forget all this. Can they can they fix themselves? Like, how is the how is Grunfeld like like he has been through some stuff? Like he has really put the Wizards through. Like his his oh, draft God. record is insane. I know you can't base everything on the draft record, but like you look at all the picks he's responsible for. I was going over with the, this with someone the other day, and it was like we couldn't believe how many of these things he had he had been responsible for. Uh, if you if you have an answer to that question, I'd love it. <laughs> Jan Vesely was was out Jan, of the league in like two 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 years. Jan Vesely is a good player now, though. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. JaVale McGee is a good player good. now too, though. Right. Got to give Ernie credit for that one. Galaxy <laughs> brain, man. <laughs> Nick Young playing the league a long time. You got to give him credit for that one. Got a rig. Got a rig. We're talking champions here. Who cares he didn't do it for the team you drafted him to, but Andre Blatch is the face of Filipino basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you so, know, yeah, you, you can't knock that success. Yeah. All right. All right. That is a track record. I, I apologize, yeah, Ernie. Give him a contract extension. <laughs> How many other teams would take what happened with Gilbert Arenas and the gun situation and say, nah, we're not going to clean house. We're just going to keep the same group around. By the way, this is a fun game. Yeah. So this is a fun game. The Wolves, the Wolves would keep status quo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kings would have kept status quo. Um, Clippers, before, well, Clippers in the Sterling era definitely would have. Probably would have kept. the Knicks. Knicks, well, Yeah. I feel like a, any team that like doesn't have a lot of money and just feels like they can't afford to blow it up. Like I feel like Memphis is a kind oh, so of North, that might do Orleans. it. New Orleans, Memphis. like wow. Orlando, like a team that's already like saying Orlando wouldn't even have known that there was a gun incident. Like they would have just it would have been completely checked out. <laughs> they would have tried some, to sell it on Amway. Some people feel <laughs> some people feel like I shit on Orlando, the Orlando Magic too much. I don't think I do enough. I don't think anyone does enough. That they, franchise they, sucks. Well, since they traded Dwight Howard, they've done nothing. And despite the fact that they had pieces, and I mean, you know, Vucevic is actually not a terrible player. Yes, I mean, no, we're not going to no, do no, this. No. I'm not going to play safe. No, I'm just sucks. saying, he's a, he's a rotation big. Why can't Vucevic do what Brooke Lopez is doing right exactly. now from Milwaukee? Right. Exactly. That, uh, and then there's that Biombo contract. I mean, like they get a pass because they're just bad. And, and the, with the wizards, at least there was that hope that they were going to do something. I mean, they had that nice run and I, I mean, I'll admit, I, I thought they, they had a chance to, to be one of the top four teams in the East two years ago. And then that just fell apart. And now they're overdue for blowing it up. Did it happen? Uh-huh, but this is how they get you because exactly. it looks like it's like a house that looks that's prime for sale. But then when you dig underneath the hood, you find out that your pipes haven't been changed in 30 years. And I'm not saying this because I just went through this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way, that's what they do. They, it looks it looks great on the surface and you just don't realize that it's actually been patched together with a bunch of short term fixes. That's how Ernie Grunfeld keeps his job. Yeah, right. Did it all fall apart when uh, when John Wall had that broken wrist in the playoffs? Because they probably win that series, right? They, I think they probably they might, yeah, win that series. So then, so then you're in the conference win. finals, and it, and it, the perception just changes when you get to that third round. Well, I think it all changes if John Wall is a superstar level player that they thought he was instead of just a really good player. And 
that's sort of what Zach Lowe wrote is that all this crap like would have been fine if he was at that level of a player and he's just not. And so say they, they win that series, you know, then you're almost delaying the inevitable a little bit. Um, because unless he becomes like this, a great, amazing player, like you're still in the same situation, 46 on team. I mean, who would they, they would have played LeBron, right? So they weren't winning that series, uh, after that. And then, you still have to make a decision on Paul Pierce and you still have to decide if Otto Porter is worth investing in. And I think you still have to make a lot of the same decisions. You know, maybe what would have happened is that they would have had enough buzz where they could have actually gotten Al Horford, you know, that right. Right. that's the real turning point moment because they built their entire system around having being in the mix and being, you know, if they had the 2017 season in 2016, maybe they have Al Horford on their team and this doesn't matter. Well, and well, let's not overlook that they always trade away their draft pick for guys that are short-term rentals, and that doesn't help you either. I mean, like they they made a uh, a trade for with their number one pick for Bogdanovich, and then he walked. Um, they did get off that Nicholson contract, so that I mean, I guess that's one good thing they've done with a pick, but that's that's a high price to pay. Uh, a lot signed of the Nicholson contract, <laughs> right? Exactly. And why did that Nicholson contract happen? Because they had money to burn in an off season that they were building towards that it's, ended up with a thud. You know, it's just so much. Like you said, it's it's trying to you know patch patch up problems rather than fixing. But they're not a patch away anymore. No, no, they're it's. They I need a over. whole new damn wall. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It's, yeah, buy a new house. They knew a new John Wall. It's they need a new John Wall. That's and, what they and need. The sad part is the the first person they can move is probably Bradley Beal. Of course, he gets the most return, right? Right. Yeah. Well, he's their best player. Yeah, but that I mean, is are there is there a GM around the league who thinks like, oh no, I want that John Wall. Like he's a star. Nah. Hang on, but let me ask you this: It's got to be one of those desperate teams that like doesn't have any other way to get that player, right? But there, but those teams absolutely exist, right? I, I would, I know it looks really bad as contract, but I agree. Like someone's going to could take the plunge, right? I I think, I think someone will take it. I had this idea of like, I think you can trick Dell Demps because I know, I know, we all ran ran to Dell Demps. Uh, you know, in, into his side because David Stern made fun of him, called him a lousy GM or whatever. But Dell Demps is not good at his job. Like they kind of lucked into some success, success last season. But other than that, like that's been kind of a disaster. So I think you could trick Dell Demps into, look, you want to keep AD? Here's a Kentucky guy. Give us Drew Holiday. We'll give you, we'll give you oh Wall. Like you can even oh, like please, give him a. Do it. Come on. Wall in a first. Wall in a first, right? Wall in yep. a first. Here in a heartbeat. Wall in a, in a, in a lottery protected pick for Drew Holiday. Because you John also Wall's get rid of that contract. better than Drew Holiday, though. But I don't think, I don't think everybody knows that right now. Right. Well, the Pelicans were in on Jimmy Butler, so clearly they're in a situation where they need to roll the dice. Like, yeah. does Jimmy Butler make sense on that team? No, they just need another guy to another star around AD. Now, I don't think they trade you Holiday. I feel like they try to play them both together, but at this point, like, oh my god, they should call Tibbs. Teague for Wall. Oh, the thing thing is, Glenn Taylor contract. Oh, well, there's also the contract next summer. Right, it's a contract next yeah. summer, and then Glenn Taylor. Well, Glenn Taylor will spend if the team looks like they can like play. <laughs> right. right, like he's he has that history of of he paid luxury tax or, or equivalent. Like he overpaid for years when KG was around because it was like, oh, we have KG, we'll be good, 
and, right. and but except they paid for like you know Troy Hudson, Mike James, guys like that. So they didn't Troy pay Hudson, for players, man. but um, but they so they would pay. But then anytime it looks like no, this team has no chance of being good, that's that stuff slashes. Like he just gets it, and so maybe you can trick Glenn Taylor into thinking John Wall puts them over the top and puts them in the playoffs every year. But I don't, I don't think he's going to look at that forty a year and be like, oh yeah, we got to do that. What about Phoenix? Wiggins. Phoenix. I mean, God, they have an interim GM. Right? Perfect. Perfect. Like that's yeah. <laughs> Wait, the, I think owner, they, the owner is the GM there. They didn't. They didn't uh, make him the official GM yet. That I, I thought I missed that, um, I but I guess I, it didn't happen. I don't think so. Isn't he? Isn't James Jones the interim? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, is LeBron the GM of the Phoenix Suns? <laughs> yeah, but you, <laughs> but you also, you guys also have to remember. Yeah, he's that. interim. Phoenix would need you'd have to find a way to throw in another ball dominant guard to have the three man guard rotation come back. You know they need that back. I, I love that that just stays with the franchise. It doesn't matter that the coach. Hey changed. man, hey man. If we're still making point guard jokes for the Timberwolves, they get to wear that one. It's sort of. Right? It's sort of like uh, you know, if you coach the Air Force Academy football team, you have to run the triple option. I, I respect it. I'm down with that. I actually think that's uh, that's actually objectively cool. You take but Ryan they, Anderson. Ryan Anderson's contract, which is not bad, but it's it's only partially guaranteed for next year. But you take Ryan Anderson's deal. For the John first, Wall, the first, throw, time throw, John John Wall the first time John Wall calls uh, book his sidekick, that'll be an emergency <laughs> pod worthy. <game. laughs> uh, uh, can we can we not talk about the Wizards anymore? Yeah, you know what? Let's go off the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, let's go off <laughs> Dave, uh, you uh, you fell for the trap of watching Jimmy Butler's uh, press conference. What uh, what happened? Uh, I mean, Butler. Butler answered every question <laughs> kind of like you would expect from Jimmy Butler. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm a good teammate. I'm not a problem in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, he actually, the, the, the fault stuff, I thought w- w- it was a very thoughtful answer where he talked about the fact that he knows he works hard and he thinks, you know, uh, an underrated aspect of playing in the NBA is the mental part and that, but, but you can't knock a guy who's working hard. You know what I mean? Like, so his problem in Minnesota was he felt like those guys didn't work hard. So I think what he was saying was, I'm not going to come in here and ride this guy hard because he's struggling on the court. Cause clearly he's trying to be better. Um, I thought that was the, probably the most thoughtful takeaway uh, because obviously the fault stuff is fresh in everyone's mind because of the, the free throws last night. And so, uh, oh, yeah, what yeah. happened with the free throws last night? It was, uh, it was <laughs> the ball slipped. <laughs> that's what we're saying. That, yeah. That's, I don't know. Sheesh. But we got to check Instagram later and really find out. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but the ball slips all the time when I shoot free throws. Oh, is that what it is? Constant. Our, our guy, our guy Ben Saripipad said, "This is the NBA Rick and Q," and I'm having a hard time disagreeing with him. Yeah, yeah it definitely feels like knob block, you know. Yup. What? I have a question. What if? What would happen if Fultz was just like laid it all out? Like was vulnerable and was like, yeah, I had, this is what happened. I had this injury. It's been really hard. It's been really tough. And this is, and just was like, like what would happen if he just, and he and the sixes were just totally open about it. I don't want to dismiss or make light of the situation. Right. But didn't we kind of stop killing DeMar DeRozan over failures in the playoffs? Like DeMar DeRozan came came and said like, look, I've got depressed. Like I deal with depression. I deal with this mental stuff. Like this is, you know, and it was, and it's, and it's great that he's bringing awareness to it. But all of a sudden, we just, like, we killed Demar Derozan before that. 
Like, it's yeah, true. yeah, but DeMar DeRozan proved some type of value. Like, what, you can say what you want about winning 59 games and then getting embarrassed in the playoffs afterwards, but, like, they, like he was a big contributor to, to that, right? Like, you could see his – like, what's Markel Fultz's value but, right But now? his his value is – He's like he's a year removed from being the number one pick who could, who we all thought was a can't miss prospect, That's right? Fair. Like whether you thought he was going to be a top five point guard or you just thought he was going to be really good, no one was saying I don't know about this guy. Like some people were like I don't know he didn't win in college, but it wasn't oh this guy's going to be a bust. But I'm I, saying De- DeRozan has showed you something like Markel like that would be a disaster for the Sixers in the sense that like we are wedged to this guy forever oh, if he ever comes out yeah. and says. I am terrible right now. This is why teams are like, good luck. Good luck getting off of that dude. So I don't know. I don't know if that's even a good idea, man. Well, by the way, he, 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 there was no question he was the number one pick, by the way. I just, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. From a physical standpoint, from having NBA skills, I mean, his ability to shoot off the dribble might have been his best skill. Um, there, There's a lot of theories floating around the internet, and, you know, the, it can get wild out here, but there's – there's some people that I think know what they're talking about with the physical stuff. He he has a lot of indications that make it look like there might be a nerve issue. Yeah. Um, did you guys that. see that thing where he kind of was like leaning over to tie his shoe and he stood up and yeah, had this weird glitch going on. I, I don't want to, I don't like to speculate on that kind of stuff, but it just seems like, I mean, obviously there's a mental component, but there's still gotta be a physical thing. There has to be. So you why, think, you think something's wrong with him? Like his I, actual I mean, body. I think there has to be. Yeah, I think there's, so too. There's just then, no other explanation. Then my question is, why isn't he just say that? I mean, if he was injured, I mean, the but question think of about like, the culture of that, though, right? That's what I'm. That's what I think is interesting. You know, it seems to me like he's carrying a burden that, if he just let it out, might actually relieve him. It's just right. really hard yeah. to like admit this stuff. And yeah, but you said a a macho vulnerability. culture. Yeah, I, I, like that's that's not for for a young guy like that. Like how many how many of us like when I was 20, like I was this will shock you guys. I was kind of a shithead in that like, you know, you do the whole macho thing. You're like you got testosterone running through your veins all the time. Like that's not an easy thing to admit. No, I, I don't think it is either. I just yeah. I, I think it's like an interesting thought experiment. Like what I feel like he would be relieved of a burden, you know, if, because part of the thing, like the whole idea of him starting at the start of the year, like in a way it was counterproductive because it sort of reaffirms that like he's the number one pick and not just someone that Mm. has to overcome a problem. You know, it, it, it sort of builds up, um, him as something else. And he feels like he's not even living up to something. And that, I, I, I can understand one being depressed when you have that like huge burden on you. But if it's framed more as like uh, we we're trying to shoot for something a little lower and we're going to try to get you there, maybe it actually relieves him in a way. Um, sure. So that's why I'm like kind of curious what would happen, mostly for him, because I agree. With, I agree with both you, both Zach and Waz that like on the one hand, it sort of externally may there might be a crowd of like kind of treating him with kid gloves. On the other hand, it is true. He has not self-made himself into the player that DeRozan has self-made himself into. Right. Yeah. So at what point do we start talking about the team and, and kind of how they are handling this, right? Like, I mean, they threw him in the starting lineup. That's more pressure. Um, you know, if he's not healthy, obviously that's another issue. Well, I don't mind them. See, I disagree with that. I disagree with that because I think if you straight up go Fultz, like you're really just an 11 minute per game type of guy. 
and that's who you actually are right now and you don't treat them as like, yo, we have confidence that just putting you out there, you're going to start improving on what you already have. I think that's an even bigger blunder. Like I, I like, I don't think that guy comes in for 12 minute stretches of a game off the bench um, or only playing in garbage time and like just straight up turning into the guy that we thought he was going to turn into. Oh. I think it has to be trial by fire. Man. Well, the like, one thing I'll say is what you watch them do uh, to come out of the uh, out of halftime, where they they uh, don't start him out of halftime. They play him with Simmons on the bench, so he has the ball in his hand. I think that's a better way to use him. So that way you don't exacerbate the shooting issues, if that makes sense. So you don't have two non-shooters out there at once. I mean, Simmons gets completely ignored. Are we um, gonna talk about Simmons still still not being able to make non-footers? <laughs> So don't you don't you think the trade for Jimmy Butler is a statement in of its own against Fultz? Like it, it sort of undercuts this whole. Oh, we're gonna start him and let him grow. I actually think it's a statement against where the Sixers thought they were. I think the Sixers thought like they, I think they believed the 16 game win streak to end last season. Right. I think they thought we are here. Like this. I think is that's us. why and they started they, Fultz. Yeah, and then they came out the season. I, I I think Fultz is a part of that, Mike, but I don't know that that's a, just a knock against him completely because I think they thought, oh, we can roll this out there. We're going to be a great defense. We're going to dominate. We got JoJo. We got Ben. Fultz to get up to speed. Like we'll be we'll be this. And then the fact that like I think the fact that they made the trade show it's a good it's a good gamble in that, hey, you just went and got a top 12-ish player, right? Top 12, right. top 15, however we want to categorize Jimmy Butler. You didn't, give so, him, you didn't give up that much. You didn't give up a ton for it. Like, you, you know, you gave up some valuable role players, but you can go get valuable role players. We saw him do it at the buyout deadline last year. So um, you can go do that. But I think I think it's more of a, a, a knock on, man, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, they look good. We don't look like that. We need to, like, how do we catch up? But that's also incongruent with like breaking up the best starting lineup in the league last year. You know, like I feel like they're trying to do two different things. I actually, you know, thought what Sirit wrote about them before the trade was like really on point. Like, how do you still commit to a process when you skipped ahead in where you should be? Yeah. How do you do both? It was thought it was was weird. The point of the process is to get is to get stars, whether that's by consolidating assets and trading for a star. Or by drafting him, I, I think that. I mean, it's by not way, like it's this. Also, this is not the same. It's not the same. I mean, it's the ownership, right. but the, this is a third regime, right? Like, also, too, the Jimmy, the Jimmy pickup is it's in line to me to their alleged talks with LeBron. Uh, they were kind of in on Kawhi Leonard, but not really because they were like, well, we deserve a commitment from Kawhi before we commit assets for Kawhi because we're the Sixers and we have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. We don't need Kawhi Leonard, like, you know, but they were kind of in on those talks, you know, and I was somebody who last year said they should have been all in on Kawhi. Oh, oh yeah. we get, like, should we get John Gervais on the phone and see if he still <laughs> would move Ben Simmons for Kawhi? He, he still thinks Ben Simmons has Just a chance to someday become a better player than the guy that Kawhi Leonard already is. Which do, I'm just like, I don't. <laughs> do you do you think there's a world where both Markel Fultz and Jimmy Butler are playing to the best of their potential? No, long term, not, not on the same team. No, I don't think there is either. So that's where I wonder. Like, because, you, you played twelve games trying to see if Fultz could be that guy. That's why I wonder if this trade is also an indictment on him. Well, it, it's a bit of a. 
with, a bit with of a panic JoJo and, and Ben Simmons. Like, <laughs> Jimmy Butler ain't Magic Johnson. Like, this guy needs to have the rock in his hands. He right. likes the ISO. He likes to, uh, you know, he even likes to run and pick and rolls and all of that. Like, for, what's Fultz's role in that scenario where Ben Simmons clearly needs to have, like, he has to have the ball to be effective? Well, was I... It's not a huge sample size, but at the beginning of last season, I think I said this on another of our pods. At the beginning of last season, Jimmy Butler deferred a lot. He deferred to Cat. He deferred to yeah, he did. Wiggins. Like he deferred a ton, being that kind of super glue guy, right? And then he realized that. Well, no, 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 it it was working to a certain extent, but then he realized, oh, I don't want to play with these guys. Like these guys aren't actually good enough. They're like, I can see what they're doing now. I can see what that ceiling okay. is. I don't want to do this. And so okay. then he was like, all right, I'm just going to take the rock. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do what I do. And, gotcha. and so like, I do think the potential for him to fit into Philly in that way. Like, I think he'll defer at first. I think he'll try to see where these guys are. They'll be further along than, than what the wolves showed. But it, there is also, there's, will still be a point where I think he goes, well, I want to get paid. And I want to make sure that everyone knows I'm a superstar. And so I think there's going to be a weird balance for him where it's not just going to be Jimmy Butler, ISO ball, hero ball all the time. I think he'll try to fit in, but I do think there's a tipping point. By the time the playoffs roll around, are we going to be having this false conversation about Simmons because he won't shoot? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Now He can operate as a role man and he's actually pretty good that way. But will Jimmy Butler accept shots that he's not making for himself? Uh, space out to the corner more. Now he said today in the press conference, he, uh, again, he said all the right things. Yeah, he does but, that. He says all the right things right. first. Well, Simmons is special when he's got the ball in his hands, but when he doesn't, he's a drag on your offense. So, I mean, unless he's going to commit to being, uh, more of a cutter and, and a better screen or at least a more willing screener. He might though, right? I think like, you're going to, Oh yeah. Do that for Markel, but he might do that for Jimmy. Right. And, and that's, the, that's to me, I guess I'm, I'm asking, do you think that we're going to see them just get this fit right so that when the playoffs roll around, this is the best version of this team? Or are we going to be saying, wow, you can't play Jimmy and, and Simmons together? I'm I don't knowing know what you know Brett about Jimmy Brown is. I don't know. If Brett Brown is the guy to get us there. Is he? You know, like, is Brett Brown the guy to manage all of this stuff? This is complicated now. I think I J.J. Redick is the, the most important part of this whole equation. Also a free agent at the end of the year, yeah. by the way. Because, because so the, the Jimmy can, free agency stuff that that Zach just mentioned is huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's an old 29, and this is his last chance at a big payday. And the Bulls kind of dicked him around the first time with his it, rookie contract extension. Right. So, yeah, I think it's a huge factor. By the way, like I know Sarge and Covington are – not our worst players than Jimmy Butler, and that was the right trade to make. But I mean, they're gonna miss Covington's shooting. Who's who's jumping in the starting lineup with him? There's gonna be even less space there. Uh, I'm, you know, I was never in on the Sarge thing. I never. I'm because uh, right <laughs> exactly. All right, put it this way: Is anyone gonna give them what what he gave them last year? Ooh, um, I think well, I think Wilson, right. Wilson, what, Wilson, too. Wilson Chandler. Think a lot of Wilson Chandler a is right. Which a lot is of hope on Chandler, though. I, I think they've right, got moves way better than. Freeman. They clearly have moves to make. Um, I, I wonder if they if they don't make Fultz available, and maybe they even Zaire Smith. They have to make Fultz available ASAP. They have to pray that somebody. He doesn't have like, any value though. 
That's the, that's the, I, the biggest I problem. I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, there's still plenty, just like the whole wall conference. There are plenty sure. of teams around the okay. league that think like, no, we can make that guy our star. Oh, that guy was number one pick last year. Yeah. What about Orlando? So I was, I was trying we to keep work throwing people at Orlando. I know <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is so Fournier wouldn't be terrible. Um, but that contract he is 17 million for a couple more seasons. We so. gotta be honest about this role players. Like not just Orlando role, player. like Vooch sucks. Fournier sucks. These guys suck. You're terrible. But see, the, the whole false conversation, why it's the, the question I would have is if you got to make him available now, why didn't you make him available 12 days ago? Right. Like, what exactly has changed so dramatically that you have to, to take this task? That's, that's, I don't, it's, it, 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 like moves that co- seem like they come across like very fast like this. Like this seems like it happened within the last week. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, um, live, live from I, I think a deli. We have Tom Haverstroh. Yeah, the the uh, the airport deli. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hey, the, Charlotte, the reason, Charlotte airport? Yeah, the reason why Markel Fultz is available now or might be available now is because they got a much better version of that guy in his best form in Jimmy Butler. Before they didn't. So now he becomes a lot more extraneous for what you're trying to do this season. Just to answer that question. Right. But who's going to give up a useful player for a guy that doesn't seem like he is one right now. A lot, man. And they not a lot. Do the Miami heat fans are blowing up my Twitter to try to find a way to get Mark health faults. Cause their season is just like going down the toilet bowl to use a four term. Right. Let me look. It, it's not. It's not a situation where people are like, Oh, Fultz isn't any good. There are plenty of people who think Fultz will still be a star. Like there are, I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about people in the NBA. Like they think like, no, we get, we get him in our culture. We will make him what he was supposed to be. Like, that's a real thing. If you're Charlotte and you, you're not sure if you're going to keep Kemba Walker, is that someone that you might try to target? I mean, that, that yeah, gives I you mean, a chance. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be, that Kemba would be interesting. Really well, I'm, I'm here on the ground. <laughs> Kemba's I'm perfect here on the everywhere. ground in Charlotte. Dave, uh, or Tom, are you, are you flying out with Kemba because he's getting traded? Can you, can you confirm that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, to get ready for the all-star game, they're going to trade their franchise guy for <laughs> a guy who looks like Charles Barkley at the free throw line. Yes. Smart <laughs> business move ahead of hosting the all-star game. Really smart. I mean, Wayne, Wayne, just Wayne no. by the way, Wayne Ellington <laughs> would be a really interesting guy. For uh, for Philly, yeah. I mean, you got to get more than Wayne Ellington for Markel. Well, sure, Fultz. but yeah. but that is a guy that that I could see them looking at. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at these contracts because Olenek, maybe. Ooh, I mean, I guess I guess my my larger point here with them Michael is Olenek. That he's white. He's white. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Like, how, do you, how do you like Olenek? You don't like Sarge? Because <laughs> man, so, you know what it is. Sarge had that process stink on him. Oh, where, and, where, where everybody was like, yeah, we got this guy stashed away. He's going to come back and turn us into world beaters. I'm like, yo, he's a cool player. Was, cool. Was, I think was, what we're really missing is that Jimmy Butler with him being a 35% shooter. Yeah. I, I think what we're really missing is Waz really doesn't like Kevin Love. <laughs> nah, I like Kevin Love, man. I, I like Kevin Love. It, it's just unfortunate what happened to him. He just was nowhere near as good as Chris Bosh, and yeah. people killed him for it. <laughs> so if yeah. you're if you're Philly, has what you've seen in the first like what 10, 11, 12 games of this year really? I mean, I mean it must have been really damaging to be able to change course like this, I guess, you know, obviously you're going to take Jimmy Butler if you had him, but I mean, how do you go from, we're not going to really jump headfirst on the Kawhi sweep six into, Oh, 
we got to get Jimmy Butler now. I mean, I really think it's just I think they knew, they knew Boston and Toronto were better. I think seeing what Milwaukee is, I think that yeah. made them think like, oh man, we gotta we gotta get our shit together. We gotta get moving here. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what's most interesting about this entire thing is that. That's why I mean Sam Hickey would have made this move, I'm sure, but would he have made this move at this time, dealing from a position of weakness? Weakness. Ooh, that's a good I think question. that's a, I think that's something I've been thinking a lot about. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, they just this team also just can't score. But they've right. got a realistic I mean, they kind of see themselves the way I think that all of us saw them, right? Like they they weren't uh unlike other teams in that general vicinity who will remain unnamed. I think they kind of knew after this 10 games, like what they've got. They're not, they weren't willing to stand pat. They wanted to take a swing at it. And you know, I I respect that. Yeah. But they should have known that though. They should have known it's easier to go from 35 to 50 than it is from 50 to 60. Like that's not how this works. You know, Zach brought up the 16 game winning streak and it threw a lot of people off. I mean, a lot of people just yeah, didn't think, think about, about Dave, that. Dave, they were 36 and 30, which is not bad, right. but it's not world beaters. And then they just ran off 16 in a row. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, they figured it out. There's like, they, maybe saw them, people saw them as the three seed yeah. instead of seeing them as a team that won 16 games to become the three seed. It, in it's a, week a lot East. like, it's a lot like what Phoenix went through with the, with that one year where they were so much better than everyone else. Oh, they won 48 games. We thought they were yeah. going to tank and all of a sudden they won 48 games. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. How much does not having a GM play into this though? I mean, like this, this, all this stuff didn't happen in a vacuum. There was whoa, a whoa, summer whoa, when suspecting Elton Brand right now. No, no, no. This summer, this summer, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like this, no, well, this whole like kind of question of like, are we really there yet? Happened in the backdrop of their GM tweeting from burner accounts. I, I talked about this quite a bit in the lead up to the season. I thought that the summer was a failure for them. You know, if, if you see yourselves as having a puncher's chance at the finals, which I think they did, you know, with, with, with the way they were kind of ran it back. Uh, and, and now with the Jimmy Butler trade, I, I think you, you have to get good players during the summer and they just didn't do it. How much of that though is our incorrect perception of them having a chance to get LeBron, right? Because clearly like, they were never going to get LeBron. LeBron right. was always going to the Lakers, and but yeah. we were, but we kind of propped them up as not like specifically I, us, but I'm just talking about people in general. Yeah. Like we of oh man, they're players for LeBron, they're players for Kawhi, they're players for this, they're players for that. They can go get any star, and and it goes back to my my thing on on veterans. Like no no veteran wants to go sign with a bunch of young guys. They just don't, unless that's your only payday. Like they don't look at Embiid and Simmons and go, oh yeah, we're gonna go help them win a championship necessarily. They go and say, oh, in three years, I'd like to help those guys get a championship. Right. Even as good as they were, like, and that's the same thing with what uh, what Minnesota has gone through. It's the same thing with like any of these teams with really good young pieces. With Phoenix, all that, like, it's yeah. Let's see what they look like in a few years when I hit free agency again. If Hinky was a GM this summer, what do you think the Sixers do? I think they go right after Kawhi. Yeah. I think so too. And I wonder if this deal that, that they made maybe with faults added might've gotten Kawhi this summer. Yes. I think so. I imagine it would have. It's better than what Toronto offered. Dave, Dave, I last year I was on here stumping for get into that Kawhi stuff. Sarich, um, faults package, get Kawhi here, sign LeBron, then find some way to get Ben Simmons to fill out the rest of the the roster. Right. 
Well, that I mean, would have been it. I don't think but they then, were going to sign LeBron regardless. Yeah, that just wasn't going to happen. But getting Kawhi, you know, it's funny because everyone talks about the, well, what if, we, what if he walks? What if he walks? But it, a bird in the hand, man, it's worth two in the bush. And when you've got a guy in house. I've been saying that for years. I just don't get why relax you wouldn't loss, take a swing at it. Wise. <laughs> years. Wise. Um, no, I mean, I'm like, I think everyone's scarred over the mellow stuff, right? Where, where Denver or Denver got so much for mellow right. when the Knicks could have just signed him to where people are like, well, you can't do that again. That's an extreme example. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be that. Like it, if you can go get a top five player, go get the top right. five player. Thank and no yeah, exactly. he may leave next year, but man, you have a top five player that you can try to convince to be a part of your culture. Like I just, and I know it's easier to say, cause it's not my job on the line. Right. I just, I would always take that swing. And in particular, also, you're adding him to Embiid who right. might be a top 15 player. Yeah. Right. Like the, the Lakers were smelling themselves this summer. They were like, please, we ain't got to let go of anything. With that, He going to be right there sitting for us next summer. And now they got to be looking at themselves like, mm. Do these teams <laughs> not learn from the Paul George situation? No. See, but even Paul George is a, is a strange – that was a, just a strange thing that he did. So I don't know, man. I just, I just know for somebody like Kawhi – the Sixers, the Lakers, everybody, I feel like they all shit the bed. They should have been all in on that dude. 100% all hands on deck to get that guy in your building because he's that freaking good. What about Boston? Yeah. Right? Like, Boston didn't even – like, I can't They're another example. Boston to try to swing it. They're another example, but you know. What happens if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, though? Like, how do we feel about Toronto's swing then? Uh, in Toronto, you, you, you got out of Demar's contract. That's right. You, yeah, you, you, you probably you ended up in the NBA Finals. You've got like, one year left yeah. on Lowry and one year left on Ibaka, you and you got off the DeRozan contract. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was regardless. I just think it's it's an interest. Like Toronto, maybe they got more benefit from taking that swing. At Philly and Boston, might have thought to themselves, "Yeah, we actually have more to lose than Toronto does because this is Toronto's really only way." To break through that glass ceiling. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is we've seen Toronto bump up against that ceiling every single year, right? And so right. now it's like, hey, they at least went for it. So they get the yeah, you're right. They get the benefit of the doubt with that. I'm somebody who thought Philly and Boston were overrating their teams for a while, like just straight up, like like uh, for but instance, how much? Wait, wait, what was? How much of that is what you didn't like the process, and how much of that is you hate Boston? <laughs> no, most of it. Most of it for me is like with Boston in particular. It's like, and 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 I get it. It sounds simplistic, but like in a playoff series where Kyrie Irving is ostensibly your best player, that's your best. Like literally, he's your best player. He's the best you got. It looks a lot different when LeBron's not next to him. That doesn't that's, mean he can't be good, but I'm the, it's just, just like, come on, man. This team is good. It ain't great. Give me a break. And Philly, again, these kids are 23 years old. Like, I, why should I be like, oh, my team is ready to, to kick ass against the, the – for Toronto, it's just like I, 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 I can see it. Was, I can see it for them. Was, what, what I think it is, what you just said, is Boston isn't great. Toronto has question marks. Utah, Houston, they're not playing good. So if you're Philly – you don't think that they're going to win at all, but you make that deal because no one else is stepping in as the number two team. Yep. Yep. Like, like you're not convinced that Boston's ready. You're not convinced that Toronto's ready. You're not convinced all of that Milwaukee's stuff that ready. we said they had to figure out about the clogged ass 
wing rotation. Everybody's like, no, Brad Stevens, he's the man. He's going to figure everything out. Like, these guys aren't going to care about shots and, you know, getting to run the offense. And nobody's going to care. It's going to be great. And then they all look at their offense now. Like, that shit is complicated to come out and say, all right, we're going to go out and get to the finals this year. Trying to while trying to figure all of this out. Well, while they Kyrie's- should, but w- man, with that talent, you have to get to the finals. And but that's who- not to that's not to that's not to discount what um, what Toronto looks like or Milwaukee or even Philly now. But you have the talent that Boston has on that team with no LeBron in the conference. You have zero excuses if you miss the if you miss the finals, like zero. I mean, I can just go trade Anthony Davis him. then. Yeah, which I mean, fuck, man, if you can get. If you can go get Anthony Davis, you uh, go get him right Tatum, now. I don't care if it takes Tatum. No. He's untouchable. No. He's untouchable. He makes would silky you, fadeaways. Would you live with the growing pains of this season if it meant you got Anthony Davis in 18 months? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. If, if you can guarantee me Anthony Davis in, in 18 months, absolutely. But if you can tell, if you told me today, hey, you get a trade package of just contract filler and Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis, in a second I'd do that. Oh, yeah. I don't care how good, Anthony, or how good Jason Tatum Jason becomes. Tatum. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Get him out of here if I have a chance to get eight. <laughs> That's right. Man, trade I, everybody. The the trade I most want to see now that would for Waz's sake is Ben Simmons in a package for A D. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. But, now, then, but yo, but guess what? Guess what? A D and Embiid can play next to each other. I don't know if <laughs> but, I can handle that one. But, but guess what? Guess what? That's an incredible haul for a team that thinks they're not gonna get that have that dude anymore. Yeah. You know, they have the player control for Ben Simmons for what, like five more years after that, when you consider his his rookie extension. Like, I mean, that's a exceptional haul for a dude who I think is at least in the top three of the league right now. Oh, period. Yeah. You know? But that does speak to the point that you're making to you about Boston, which is you can't assume that these people will just fall to you at the right time. You know, there are other teams that you don't foresee that are going to jump in and seize the moment. And that's what Toronto did. And that's what Philly did. And the thing is somebody like AD, right? Uh, what makes him one, obviously he's much better than Paul George, right? Two, the Thunder were never really uh, – maybe there was a point last year with, with Robertson that they were just as good as Houston. But I don't think the Thunder were ever really in that next tier with Houston, Golden State, whatever. I think you bring AD into your building, you pretty much give him the most amazing shot he's ever had at playing at the level of the conference finals. And then you're putting him in the finals – and it's just like, look at all the shit you're able to do. Things that he's never even sniffed before. You gotta you gotta bet on that. Even if you're like, oh, Tatum is so special and I'm gonna have him forever, and he he's gonna turn into Kobe. And why would I give him up for a guy that might walk out of my building? It's like, dude, it's AD. Do we really think that Tatum is untouchable? Or are we People just think that? What do, no, you do we really think that though? Well, I don't. <laughs> like, do we really think if push comes to shove that he's untouchable? By the way, this is all very cruel to do to New Orleans after they kicked the Raptors' ass last night. Oh, they're not doing anything. We know they're not doing anything. Get out of here. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Terry Rozier couldn't be moved. Yeah, of course we think Tatum's untouchable. I'm just saying, like, uh, Terry Rozier for Anthony Davis, I'm sure they would have changed their mind. Also, I don't necessarily believe all that Terry Rozier was actually untouchable stuff. Yeah, I don't believe that either. <laughs> like, I don't still, believe that. But still, like, and, 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 you know, a part of me is like Danny Ainge has to be smarter than the idea that 
Jason Tatum's untouchable, right? Especially when we're talking about Anthony Davis. But Jason Tatum's rep around the league, and that's not just media people. When you read what they're saying about what other people are saying about Jason Tatum, it's like people think he's incredible. Um, <laughs> I have a potential, potentially inflammatory question. What's the difference <laughs> between Terry Rozier and Dennis Schroeder? Mm. Dennis Schroeder <clears throat> has an elite NBA skill. What being German? He can get to, to the, the rack. rack. Yeah. <laughs> like what's what's Terry Rozier's elite NBA skill? I was gonna say Ter Ter Reggie Jackson. Ter Reggie Jackson. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a terrible one. That Sorry. is terrible. That's why I liked it. Like, do we actually think his <laughs> jump shot improvement from last year is like a real thing? Or is it one of those uh Who, Rozier? Yeah. I think he can shoot. I just I would just force him inside the inside the arc every time and like he well, he can hit he can knock down open shots, I would say. Other than that, like yeah. There's a lot of stuff with Boston that I'm just like, hmm. I, I don't know that they're gonna offer that dude two hundred million dollars. I don't know. You mean that- Kyrie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that Jason Tatum is the perennial all-star that everybody's making him to be. I'm not sure if he's a better prospect going forward than uh 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 Jalen Brown. I'm glad you know I'm, I'm glad no, I'm not no, the no, only no. one. He, no, he's he's a better prospect than Jalen. I'm better? big on Jalen Brown, but he's better he's gonna be better than Jalen Brown. Okay. He's How? got a better handle and that that raises his ceiling quite a bit. I mean, Jalen Brown is pretty far behind on that. How how likely is it that that the Tatum co- shoot playing like Kobe thing inspired by Kobe thing is Kobe's way of like destroying the Celtics from the outside. Hundred <laughs> percent, that's the case. You know, yeah. you know why that's he's a Trojan that's, horse, man. You know why that's plausible? Because I remember when I think it was Woj who reported it. He was talking about how Kobe worked out with Westbrook the season after I think KD won the MVP or something like that, and he told <laughs> yeah. he told Westbrook, "You cannot allow him to ever win another scoring title." Essentially saying, like, this team is part of, like, you're also one of the guys on this team. Like, don't ever let, you can't let KD get it. KD, KD, KD. Like, Kevin Durant, you shouldn't allow to get a scoring title. Not some, like, you know, (laughs) not some Kobe Bryant figure. We're talking about one of the most efficient scores in the history of On your own team. Yes. You want to talk about this Carmelo stuff? Yeah, I I wrote something for NBC today, and I was kind of thinking. In oh, my is this head, just a click clack? Like, That's all yeah, we're doing. Clack. Clack. Oh, no, uh, it's not. I, I didn't actually write about this part, but I was trying to think about in my in my head, who is where, where does Melo rank on the reasons why the Rockets suck this year? Like fourth. on the on their own team, fourth, right? Right. Number one number one rank is James Harden got fat. Number yep. two is Chris Paul's washed. Number three is they don't have the players to execute a system that is no longer being emphasized. Why yep. are we not? Why are we not bringing Eric Gordon into this? Is it because people don't care about it? But the, the number one I reason don't. why they didn't swing it. I don't think they swung a deal for Jimmy Butler. They put Eric Gordon on the table, according to Shams. 
If he played half decent this year, they might be getting Jim, he, Jimmy Butler, but he's garbage this I, year. Every, I don't think bad stretches last year, and they withstood him. They were well. Hold it. The Wolves were no unless it was the four picks and Eric Gordon. The Wolves right. were never going to do that deal. So I don't know that you can say that. Oh well, he wasn't good. So like they know what Eric Gordon is. I think I think nobody knows what Eric Gordon's voice sounds like, so nobody's been killing him. <laughs> like I think there's I, a little bit of that. Is that he's that's a good dude. point, Was. I have no idea what he's what he sounds like. Did we just see, by the way, that Karis LeVert has no fractures? No fracture, just a dislocated foot. He'll be back this season. How no is that required. possible? I have no wow. idea. It looks That's so disgusting. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, you know what this is? When you you always wondered, like, I always wanted to know if I could attend my funeral just to see what everyone good would say about me. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> I'm so happy about I'm so oh, pumped that this dude, his career is, like, not ruined. I'm, I, I love watching him play. Uh, apparently what he, the injury he, he suffered is called basketball foot. That's a real uh, thing. Yeah. yeah it's that. a real thing. Um, is that no by Ethan? I'm not a Dr. Strauss, right? Yeah. Is this just some Ethan ism that, uh, that came out? <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm pulling it up right now. I'm trying to find it. It's just a dislocated foot. Hold on. So hold on. Hold on. We are all pretty big basketball nerds, right? Right. And I've never sport. heard. It. Yeah. There's no way this is a thing. I refuse. Like you can show me a thousand articles mentioning basketball foot. We have all consumed so much that when you said apparently it's called basketball foot, none of us went, "Oh yeah, right." Like, that's, I, that's, I'm not looking a, it up. Absolutely, it's not. I refuse. <laughs> I well, anyway, accept. so uh, they they were saying that uh, there is ligament damage, but not a tear. So essentially, like, I mean, not not obviously not the same thing. But uh, when you sprain your ankle, right? There's ligament damage, but not yeah. necessarily a tear or a rupture. Um, the, the rehab is like two months. I mean, it'll be like two months of immobility and two months of rehab, obviously, depending on how fast he recovers, but that's insane that he's, he could be back this year. You know, what's moderate legitimate damage. You know, what's what crazy says. is like last night I avoided watching the video, but now that I know he's going to be okay, I'm like, you know what? I'll take a look. Uh, it's still pretty nasty. Yeah. It's I can't still- watch it. Is it, is it watchable Tom? I don't know. Uh, I have oh, you know what? Let's it. get your reaction live. You pull it up while you're while you're on. <laughs> okay, me. Uh, well, I was gonna say Tom, but yeah, you too, Jade. Hold on, I would have to put my headset in. Hold uh, on. I hate this shit. All right, here we go. Hey, I'll wait for you, Tom. Tell me when you're ready. Put the Jeopardy music in. There we go. Yeah, yeah production. Go. Wait, can we legally do that? Can we get <laughs> This is the beginning of the end for the uh, Count the Dings Network. It's just some Jeopardy music over a horrible injury. Yeah, unless, unless Tom just fell off the earth, that, that could have just happened. Yeah. What is the music that Fox plays over football injuries that sounds so pleasant? <laughs> it's Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. You ready? Okay. So I was I was flipping through my Twitter last night, and every video I had, I was like triggered. I was like, oh, I can't look at that video, and it was just like puppies running through a meadow. It's like, oh, okay. Hold on, let's see. Okay. You can't see it on the wide. I'm trying to find. Oh! Oh! Fuck! <laughs> oh! It's so nasty, man. It's oh, so nasty. Even knowing what we know, God. it's so nasty. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it didn't, it didn't exactly help that you knew I, he was. He didn't break was, anything. Oh, <laughs> no, it's man. still so nasty. Thing, Jade, can you send me a link? That's like a 
like you know, like pipe cleaners. It's like a bent. The thing is bent. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. It's real bad. Oh yeah, here Thomas sit in the Skype chat. But nothing oh, yeah. came through the skin, right? It's bad. No skin, obviously. Right. How the, how the hell did that not break? It's crazy. It's crazy that he that that requires no surgery. Oh, it's gross. It it entered um, mom zone where my mom texted me or called me this morning to ask about it. It's like I heard oh. there was a bad injury last night. I was like, wow. You knew about is that? It, 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 does it when something like this happens and there's no surgery? It's the best case scenario. Is it divine intervention? Oh, guys, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, basketball foot is a real thing. Basketball foot is not a thing, Dave. Absolutely I not. I found it on the NIH website. It is a subtalar oh. dislocation. What does that even mean? So like again, below the ankle dislocation. No, no. That basketball foot is not a thing. Wait, so, wait I, I'm trying to now envision where on the foot this is. In Below the ankle. Whether where when we play basketball, there's something special about that joint that necessitates this name. Okay, I'm gonna pull it up now. So, uh, and I just want to let any of the listeners know if you tweet me, oh no no no, basketball foot's a thing. I've heard about. I'm gonna block you immediately. I don't block. <laughs> I block you immediately because this is how much I believe that this is a thing. Yeah. By the way, I mean, I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt the Carmelo Anthony discussion. I just <laughs> no, no, no. Amazed, is, I was amazed by that news. This is much better. Oh wait, I do see it, Zach. I do. No, <laughs> Zach, you're blocked. Zach, I put it in the. I put it in the chat. It's guys. on a site called. Listen, it's on a site called oh, no. Foot oh, no. Health oh, no. Facts. Foothealthfacts.org. It's a dot oh, org. Oh. Zach, I sent you the. Oh, I sent you bending the, pub, the wrong PubMed. Tom, how you feeling? Oh. Feel better now that you know it's not. It's not oh. so you fa- Wait, you handle the, that better. What's the the trainer is like holding his fist in the air? Is that like code for like this is this is really bad? Code red. That's a good question. Oh, it, was he calling for the the stretcher? That must have been it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, Zach, you know do you want to do the teams that we're in and out on? Yes, I do. Oh, oh God. wait, 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 Zach. Dave dropped the dot gov. Well, it's yeah. PubMed. Oh, oh, the government says it's a thing. Well, we, we, they, <laughs> I'm sure we can believe that. <laughs> oh. NIH, you can't trust NIH. Fake the, news. Uh, the, the damn conspiracy <laughs> consigliere is, is believing a dot gov. Dot gov. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to play a little game I like to call In or Out. Relax, Waz. Uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to name a team and you let me know if we can believe that their success is sustainable. That doesn't mean like, oh, they're definitely a title contender or they have no chance, whatever. Just can they sustain this current level of success? So the number one team I'm going with, close to uh, Tom Habershow's heart and home, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm out. Out? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I think I'm in. I think I'm in. So they, they're only seven and six, but they do have the fifth best net rating. Like all yep. of their game, all of their losses, aside from one, I believe, has been, basically been a coin flip. <laughs> See, here's what I what I think about that, Zach. That's been the case for the last three years. Basically, when Kemba Walker became a star, they haven't been able to close out close games. And they tr- they got rid of Clifford and thought that was the reason, but they still haven't been able to win any close games. It's like, you know how people think that Brad Stevens has the clutch gene because of his ability to do an X's and O's out of the timeout? I'm starting to wonder if there's something weird. I don't know what it is, but Kemba is the common denominator in all their struggles to win a close game for the last like, sure? three years. It's hero ball, sure? right? 
Well, are we sure it's also not that Kemba is like the only really good player? Yeah, that's that's why I'm out on them. Degree <laughs> of difficulty, you know. This just shows that they yeah. gotta trade Kemba while they have the chance. I don't they think they're gonna trade him. They're not bring, going to bring John Wall home. I think, I think Charlotte. I think Charlotte's extremely frisky. You know, like they're going to be in a lot of games. Whether whether the rest of the East is going to be bad enough for them to make the playoffs, that's the, to me that's the question. I will go on here and say that I think Charlotte has a better record this year than Indiana. What? Whoa! Whoa. Mm-hmm. So I think we know Mike is in. I'm in. I mean, yeah. I'm in on them winning 44 games and losing in six in the first round. Wow. I think they will have a better record than Indiana. Dude, their wow. second best player is Cody Zeller. No, I know that it's it's a it's a regular season <laughs> team, but you know what we uh, don't talk about enough about is uh and earmuffs this Jaden Dave and Tom is Cody Zeller's hair. Yeah, it's not a good situation up there. It's just he's so tall we don't see it. That was the earmuffs? <laughs> By the way, who is uh who is Indiana's second best player? Sabonis. Sabonis. Yeah, probably Sabonis. Okay. Miles Turner. Turner, Miles third best player. <laughs> Turner Miles I guess. Turner. Oh, Might no, be I mean, Tyreek. Tyreek, uh, Jesus. No, I mean, Tyreek's bad. Have we seen Miles Turner this year? No. I mean, he showed he's up shooting like twenty percent on threes or something. Like, oh man, he's the guy that you looks good. He looks like he has all the pieces, but he can never put them all together. Oh, he's I, his, his rookie year, I watched him kick Draymond's green, Draymond Green's ass one game, and I was just convinced he was the next Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> and it just hasn't happened, dude. He's big Did, man Andrew Wiggins. Does that make Draymond Bill Russell? Like, what? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> in or out the Portland Trailblazers are 10 and three. They have the third best net rating in the league at plus 9.2. Are we in or out on the Trailblazers who may actually be, I'm in, it may be the, oh, of course. Well, this makes perfect sense with what I was about to say. They may be the Raptors of the West in that <laughs> Tom Haver show is just going to be like, are we doing this again? <laughs> I'm, I'm in on the Trailblazers in the sense that like they have so much continuity, especially as it pertains to the regular season, right? Like they're going to execute at every most nights. You know, they have actual, you know, all-star level NBA players. They have really good role players. Like it's not going to mean shit when they play elite talent in the playoffs, but in the regular season, what they have you know, especially the continuity part where they're just so, not going to be lost any games. Yeah. Man. So, was if, if if I tell you that the Blazers are going to avoid the Warriors side of the bracket in the West, w- do you think they will or no? I, not will. The prediction's dumb here. Do you think there's a legitimate chance they can get to the conference finals? Of course. Who like who amongst these teams when it comes to? OKC, Utah, Houston, the Pelicans, like who amongst those teams like really do you think is like way better than Portland where it's like they don't have a chance at beating them in a seven game series? I don't see that for well, anybody. Portland uh, swept them last year. Well, we know, we know Basically what happened the same last team. year. Sure. That's fair. And they're I mean, I'm, I'm out on Portland. I'm out, out on Portland. Wow. See, I'm, I'm, I'm back in on Portland. Yeah. I, I was I was out on schedule. Them. Look at look at they've played a lot of home games. Let's see what happens when they go on the road for. A They're bit. about to go on the road for two weeks, so we're yeah, going to see really let's fast. See, let's see what happens then. I'm not sure. Also, that this like all bench thing is going to hold up over the course of the season. The 
the fact that they're now not staggering CJ and Damian and they're playing Zach Collins looks awesome. He's going to be great. Yep. I'm not sure I'm like fully in on the Nick Stauskas revival or oh. the Evan Turner revival or, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, I, I've been out on them because they've just been so healthy, right? Like they've been historically healthy the last few years. And I was like, uh, eventually the, the shoe is going to drop uh, Evan Turner, there's no way he's going to keep playing like this. And then they just keep winning. And it, it's not like they're beating scrubs. I mean, they beat the bucks. Yeah. I, I mean, win. No, absolutely. I mean, the, they're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, I, I like Denver more than them for the long haul, even though Denver's hit a rough patch. That's fair. I like Denver more. And I think Utah, I know they're off to a wacky start, but I think they'll, they'll be better back. Yeah. So I, think I guess get there as well. Then what do we mean by in? Because for in for me, it's like I think that this is going to be like a, a top five. In the I West. think they could win fifty four games easily. I, right, so, it, to so, me, like if they're not better than last year, then I'm out. Easily, and I feel like they're just what they were last year. <laughs> easily, I'm not. Easily. I'm not that in. Wow, I'm All not right. that in. What, then what? What are they going to do? Hardly. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. The, the, well, like, the what, basement. What, the basement what? for this team is probably like forty eight wins, and that's if they get injured, dude. Wow. So, so what do you think is like their, their realistic ceiling? Like something where 60% not, not of the time win, they're hitting it. Yeah. Not win, not, I wouldn't even say win total. Like where do you think – like where do they end up in the postseason? I would be stunned if they made it to the conference finals. Stunned. Whereas I would not be stunned if Denver did or Utah did. Oh, I'd be stunned if Denver Why? Denver, why? Why? Their best player is, 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 is Nikola Jocic. <laughs> oh no! Say it again, <laughs> Jochich. And, and it's like, look. No, I like what I like why you said. I like how you pronounce Jochich because everything in there is soft, just like Jochich. <laughs> we know what we know. Portland style doesn't work when it matters. We don't know about Denver yet. They haven't really had a chance. I'm, to I'm show not it. buying Denver's I think defense at the all. style of defense of having a center where anytime I want to get to the rack, I can is not a defense that works in the playoffs. That's just that's just an uh, <laughs> an opinion of mine. <laughs> right, like, and so you're and not you're not in on this like more aggro style that they've been hell playing. Hell no, I'm not in on it. And it's well, like the guys so hell. Well, and they're sitting they're sitting him in crunch time defense they, for for Plumley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like they they believe it enough to and, to stick so, with it in crunch so, time. And so Plumley's your crunch time uh, right. center. I mean, to his credit, they only did that in one game good. though, right? They just did that against Milwaukee. They're not doing it regularly. No, you they did. Play, I mean, they, they, they did play crunch time against Boston. They did an elimination game last year. Well, that was last. Oh, year. Oh, they did it against Memphis a little bit too. Yeah, they well, Memphis. The Memphis game was bizarre as hell. He took zero shots right. and, and all that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think, um, I think stylistically, they're a tough team to prepare for. Yeah, they just play very differently than and Portland. Like it's it's nice what they're doing and they're they're doing it well. But we we know exactly how to beat them. You know, even though even if Lillard has made this few little jumps and they've jiggled the ro- juggled the rotations, why did I say jiggled? Juggled the rotations a little bit. Like we kind of know what the score is with them. And with Denver, I still think there's a stylistic kind of confusion that will carry them to more wins and then make them a tougher out than Portland. I mean, I, I think, think about I think Denver, a regular season. I'm I'm in on regular season Denver. I don't think it works in the playoffs. My thing but, about Denver is. One Jochich, Ch- Joe if he to 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 get him working at max efficiency, he has to be the engine of the offense, right? Like if you're not using him that way, 
and he's a pretty bad defender, what's the point? Well, why are they not using him that way? Aren't they? Isn't that exactly how they're using him? Does it seem to be working? Well, it seems like exactly how it, it, it works. It works regular season. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying like there are 50 percent odds to make the conference finals. I just like like their chances better than Portland. Because I would still take like Houston in a series against. I would still take Utah in a series against them. I'd probably take the Thunder, a healthy Thunder team in the series. Yeah, I might. I, I might I'd take too. the Lakers. I take the Lakers over them in a series. Ooh, Ooh. I actually by the end of the season that might not maybe be crazy. Yeah, right. I, I would say by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean by the end of the season they're going to have an, a new team. So right, they're going to trade for Ben Simmons. Uh, <laughs> you know, Kawhi Leonard. Maybe Kawhi's just gonna like get out of his Raptors contract early and just walk to them. He's just gonna show up uh, in in the <laughs> Lakers uniform when I, we're not gonna question anything. Oh, oh I guess he's on the Lakers now. <laughs> well, the second he shows up with a limp and starts rubbing that quad. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. I mean that's the move. That's what you do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, another t- another team. Hold on. Another team. Uh, I think. Well, I think I know where Mike is on this. The Indiana Pacers. They're oh, eight I'm, and six. I'm, I'm out. Out on them. I'm because, out on them. Because why? Because their offense is terrible. Like they yeah. have the most basic, easy to defend system that just results in a zillion mid-range shots. And last year they were making them, and this year they're not. And they've been figured out. And they've had a lot of games, you know, against good teams recently where they just have these droughts. And I know it's like really silly to kind of say this already, but like someone give Victor Oladipo some real help, man. Like he needs yes. it. Like that team, yeah. that team, we, we were seduced a little bit, but the talent on that team is not very good. They play hard and that gives them a shot. That's, but generating yeah. all these twos is, oh, is Grizzlies, Grizzlies East. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think they're a first round exit because the top half of the East is just, you know, head and yeah. shoulders. Oh, above. there's not a single team of the top yeah. four that I would take. The, but I, I did think them before the Butler trade, I had them in Philly neck and neck because I just think Philly wasn't as good as people thought. Philly kicked their ass though recently. I know they, on their home yeah. court, like on a back-to-back, like that was an eye-opening result for me. Well, and they have no answer for Embiid. You know, Sabonis is too small. Uh, obviously, we talked and about Miles Turner. Turner is just straight just, up. He's not interested in playing defense. Right. Like maybe maybe they can trade for get Jan Mahimi back. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean I'll, I'll take Miles Turner Mike's, off their hands. No problem. <laughs> Mike is all in on the Jan Mahimi get out of. It. Washington. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it just I I don't think they're better than Charlotte. I'm not sure they're better. I mean, I think they're better than Detroit, but at least I had to think about it. Like I yeah. I don't think they're anywhere close to the top of the East. I think no. I, I mean, maybe it's just cuz every time I've seen the games I've actually watched of theirs have all been their bad games, but I'm I haven't been impressed with them since I saw them in the preseason. Guys, guys, um I have a question. A water related question. I'm here at the airport and um, very important Seinfeld question here. Let's say you're extremely thirsty, not like was, but like extremely thirsty. (laughs) Um, And you're, you have the choice between a water fountain that has a spout that is very uneven. Like it sometimes is very strong and sometimes very light, or you have the, uh, faucet thing to fill up your water bottle, except it doesn't really work very well. So you, you have this awkward, like standing there trying to get in front of the, the sensor and then it like starts and stops and starts and, and stops. Which one do you go for? 
the sporadically strong water fountain spout or the faucet that doesn't really work? Which which one is the one you're going to if you're super I'm in, thirsty? I'm in on the sporadically inconsistent uh, faucet. I'm, I'm in on that because I think you have more chance of controlling that just by getting closer. Whereas you're going to look like a goddamn idiot trying to make the sensor work. <laughs> so, but what are the what are the chances that 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 one makes the conference finals? <laughs> is, yeah. it the, is it the only water fountain in the airport? Yeah. See, that's another issue. Is I'm I'm standing by the gate just to make sure I, I load on time, and I'm like, man, thirty people just watched me try to fill up this water bottle, and it took me six hours. It took me a very long time. All right, Tom. And it, Tom, you could you tell you just have to. Just go buy another water bottle. It's only $13. Like, it's not going to be a big deal. <laughs> they, they tell you to uh, show up two hours early for a reason. Yes. Right. That's true. That's a great point. To decide water. Now, hang on. Tom, I mean, listen, man. I mean, you travel a lot. You you didn't purchase a, a bottle of water at the airport, did you? No, no, of course oh, okay. not. I, I okay, brought good. an empty water bottle and filled it up. But, Perfect. You know, with a with a with an iffy sensor, it can really throw off your day. Really throw true. off your day. Yeah. You Although know? you do have that NBC money now, you know, yeah, don't Those, they yeah, like provide you with your own water. John? Yeah. I would think like you didn't get that in your contract. Yeah. Yeah, travel I'm, water. I'm doing Trader Joe's natural mountain spring water bottle yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Must be nice. Yeah. That must be nice. Get that Trader Joe's water money. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's the, that's the dream we're all living for right now. <laughs> uh, one last team I want to do on this, uh, this in or out. The Sacramento Kings, who are eight and six, but they have a negative out, net rating. Out, yeah, out, out, right. out, out, get out of here. Is, is it on, in? Is in on in? being fun. I think I'm in. In on being fun. So, but, so you're in on Buddy Heald being good? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, now, why is that hold the? On. Well, hold on, it's damn minute. Why is that the first criteria? <laughs> is that Sacktown royalty, Zach Harper? There. Get out of here, Sacktown royalty. Like, that was Buddy the competition. All star down. Oh, like, what was yours? This, yeah, that's uh, right. Sacktown Royalty. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't know what that site is. Sacktown Royalty oh, all the way. Hey. <laughs> it's not my site anymore. I don't give a damn about it. But. <laughs> um, I was, are you more in on the, the Kings or the Clippers? Stiller every day. Every damn day, Tom. You know what that's like? It's terrible. Oh, I know you lost, too. <laughs> oh, I lost every goddamn time. <laughs> I hear about it all the time. Now, uh, are you more in on the Kings or the Clippers? Well, the Clippers. The Clippers are better. Like I'm in on the Clippers. Yeah, same. Like I've been They're in on the Clippers in. for a while. I'm um, in on the, like I think the Kings can absolutely be a, a 500 team this year. I think all this is sustainable. They, I don't right. think they have a chance at the playoffs. Right. But, I think that's the ceiling, though. Yeah, but right. I mean, yeah. What did we think they were going to be going into this season? Well, like, that's, right. That's Terrible. a huge step forward. Agreed. Yeah. Or or maybe it's the Suns of 23-24 or 2013-2014, <laughs> right? Zach, you've seen a lot of his his work. I mean, do we think Nemanja Bialica can keep this up? Because he's been a huge key for them, and I'm not sure he can keep this up. So this is the player everyone thought was coming to Minnesota, and this is the player they tried to make him. Well, I wouldn't say Sam Mitchell did. This is the player that Tom Thibodeau did try to empower him to be early on, and then he he obviously is a horrendous defender, and he wasn't being aggressive. Like He was passing. uh, He's pump-faking wide-open three-point shots. Like It was so bizarre watching him be so gun shy and he's not gun shy now for whatever reason. So I want to believe that this is sustainable, but I'm just, I don't know. I saw him go through so many good stretches and then bad stretches as a Timberwolf that I, I feel like a bad stretch is coming and that inconsistency is coming back. This this is the guy he should be. I'm happy for Cauley Stein, you know, 
playing looks great. an actual role. That's cool. What does that even mean, though? You're happy for Collie Stein. I mean, Don't it's you- nice. I mean, but this is all he I was playing I'd... power forward for three years or something like that. But, <laughs> like, but you know why he doesn't have to play power forward anymore is because Bielitsa is suddenly awesome. So I feel like if he goes off a cliff as he has in his career, a lot of the positive vibes fall apart. Yeah, but I'm not saying this guy will then like come in there and, and be okay. But they they've got some options with you know Bagley and Giles. Like I know those are all very young guys to put next to Collie Stein, but there's still some talent there that you can put. Yeah, I mean, I think that's talent that doesn't get the most out of each other. Absolutely, yeah. That's yeah that, if you're if you're talking about like how they're going to win a lot of games, like they have to have be elites to play this well the whole season. I just don't see it. Now, if you're talking about, hey, is this team going in a good direction? Like, yeah, yeah I guess, it, I guess I'm in on that for sure. Maybe the question should be, is this team is this team better off than what you thought they were going to be, or is this all smoke and mirrors? I mean, I thought they would be the worst team in the league, so. Yeah, they're definitely better off. Yeah. Oh, they're better. They're better than that, right? Like they're better than yeah. Phoenix. They're better than Cleveland, obviously Atlanta, uh, Atlanta yeah. Chicago, oh, and De'Aaron Ooh. Fox is is really good. Yeah, I'm way. I'm in on De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, that's yeah. For sure. Like, and that's the thing. Like, if you thought he was gonna make, he's made three leaps and one this year. If you thought he was gonna make one leap, then as most of us did, then they're just the worst. They're still really bad. But the fact that he's made three leaps, now you're more excited about them. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny coming in where people were like, ah, I don't think he's going to shoot. First of all, we don't know much about guys coming out of Kentucky. We we should know that by now. We don't get to yeah, see much. Devin, Bo- Devin Booker wasn't allowed to run pick and rolls and Ka- Carl exactly. wasn't allowed to shoot jumpers. Yeah. And so Gilgis Alexander sure looks a lot better than what right. he yeah, right. showed yeah. in Kentucky too. And so, you know, there's that, but like his shot always looked good. It was more the, the speed of the game for him, like actually slowing down a little bit and, and stuff like that. And now, I mean, he's, I mean, it's early, but he's shooting like 40% and uh, he's taking some of these shots in transition. These transition threes, they're beautiful. It's fantastic. Yeah. And there's so, no hesitation on like no. o- open shot. Like he is taking him every time where I don't think he was really doing that last year. He hesitated a little bit, but he's, he yeah. just, you can see the confidence. Yeah. If he's going to make re- uh, open, ju- if he's going to make jump shots, threes at an even reasonable clip, he's going to be crazy. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. Even if his production falls off by like 20% right now, it's still like Mike said, like it's still a big leap forward. Right. Yep. Uh, I'll I be mean, excited. Ha- okay. No, I was just going to say how much of this, though, is due to the fact that this team that we thought at the beginning of the year played four centers in preseason now actually has a coherent lineup that looks modern. Oh, the old switcheroo. The classic <laughs> Dave Yeager switcheroo. Are you telling me Marvin Bagley oh, can't man. play the three? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's 100% what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stunned that a point guard, a, a young point guard, looks good when his team actually looks like a, well, a team that's built for the modern NBA instead of. How about a young point guard looking bad last year? Like, you know, we're, we're watch this every year. For some reason, the majority of point guards, majority of rookies are yeah, bad anyway. Just think. Yeah. And just I mean, generally many, speaking, right. And, and a lot of guys in their second year still aren't very good. And, and, you know, I just watch these guys being out on De'Aaron Fox. It's going to be funny to, to watch all the redrafts that happen, you know, of, inevitably of that draft. Uh, going forward, because I, I guarantee De'Aaron Fox is up there either one or two by the time this season's over. Dave, how do you know when to be in or out on a young point guard? I, I don't know, man. I, like, it's so tricky because it, it matters a lot about the pieces around him. 
one of one of the big things with Trey Young coming in, oh, he turned the ball over a ton, right? This was at Oklahoma. Yeah. But he, his usage rate was like 42 and his assist rate was like 44. So that means <laughs> when he was on the court, like he's using up like 87% of possessions. He was either assisting to the bucket or turning the ball over or scoring, right? Just to, I know you guys know what that means. Nobody but, was playing with him. like Right. He didn't have a single NBA body on the court. Uh, and, and then they talk about, oh, he can't shoot because they would only look at percentages. I, I just think that's so important. You got to watch tape. This that's is kind why of the Fultz thing, right? Like, right. What, t- what player on his team in Washington was, it was worth a damn at all. And he was still killing people. Yeah. And, and now you're seeing Trey young. Trey young is really good. By the way, he's second in rookies in scoring. He's fourth in the NBA in assists. And his, his usage is at like 28%. His assist rate is 42%. So they're running a lot of stuff through him, but he's just got NBA bodies around him and he looks pretty good. I mean, he's going to turn the ball over a ton. Most, I mean, like, so does James Harden. I'm not, I'm not saying that Trey Young is James Harden, whoa, but whoa, I'm just whoa, saying. Whoa, whoa, Trey, Trey Young is James Harden, huh? Yeah. And Brad Stevens. Aggregated. And Brad Stevens is Brandon Ingram. But, but what I mean is like, guys are going to turn the ball over a lot. It's fine. I mean, Steph Curry turns the ball over a lot and some of his are terrible. So, you know, I look at decision making with a point guard. Right. Like, yeah. Even even in turnovers, like I don't mind yeah. turnovers. It's just was that were you trying to make a play or were you just was it were you, right? Were you just screw something up. Like if you're I trying to make a play, like go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, treat that, it like boxing, right? Like if you control the the action, I give you more credit. Right. Uh, same way with being a point guard. And so Trey Young throws some very ambitious passes, and he was That's doing nice it at Oklahoma. Well, nice I mean, but he was doing that. He was seeing the floor in Oklahoma in a way that his teammates clearly weren't. Yeah. And I think that now that he's in the NBA and playing with, with better guys, like it, it's really, it's showing up. I mean, I mean he, 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 right. It's right. still, it's still so hard though, because how do you, how do you tell when there's, this is a manual, it's a manual Moody situation sure. or versus a Dennis Schroeder situation. I remember being totally wowed by Dennis Schroeder's first summer league. I was like, this dude gets places. This dude throws things that his teammates are not ready for. And it just never happened for him. Mike, I, I was, I was, I got enamored of him during the um, Euro basket. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, this guy is dominating people. He's going to kill everybody. And it was just like, no, he's not. Well, it's just so hard to tell. Though. So plus athleticism can cover up for a lot of ills. It's sort of like, like big point guards and they, they will dominate in high school. They will dominate in college and then we'll watch them come in the league. And it's like, oops, guy can't shoot. This is the Moody thing. Right. And the John Wall thing. What the John Wall. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, but really like being big, uh, it just affords you a lot to make a lot more mistakes because you can, you can kind of, you know, use your size to, to cover up for deficiencies. And then when you get to the league, it's like, Oh, I don't have the skills to, to actually do what's asked of me. So like, I'll, I'll lean toward a guy who's smaller, like Trey young, but has more skill, uh, versus a, a big guy who gets by on size. But as far as giving up on point guards, man, it's so tricky. This is the difference between a good, a good GM and a bad GM. I'll say that a good GM knows when to cut bait and a bad one doesn't. And Alfred Payton's another really interesting example of that. He That's cut his just, hair, though. Well, did he cut something? Yeah. <laughs> cut uh, his hair. Wait, do we? Wait, are we in on Alfred Payton now? I think Alfred Payton's okay, mm. an okay mm. player. Mm. But if you're Orlando, like, how long were you supposed to wait? Right. Like, oh, really they, they, oh, no, they no, made the right they, move. They they should have they they did what they had to do. I, I wonder know. if they should have cut bait sooner. 
Yeah, oh, exactly. Probably. probably. Yeah, I just think it's it's interesting to think about when you were in the context of when you were saying that too many people gave up on Fox so quickly. Right. You know, how do you how do you there are players that get given up on too slowly. And sure. how do you know the difference? I think it's really tough. Okay. But a lot of it, I think, has to do with, like what you said at the beginning, the coherence of the team around him. That's why I think Bielitsa is like the key to whether the Kings stay kind of competent. Well, right. back to Moutier. Look at so you look at the Nuggets and you look at kind of the Raider progression of all the guys that were around Moutier, and Moutier clearly was was stagnant there. So they made the right move. I mean, you know, they they relegated him to the bench and then they got rid of him. Probably uh, help if they drafted Jamal Murray, who but was better it, than him, right? But also, I mean, you look at Brooklyn, and you know, I mean, Karis LeVert obviously, you know, was looking really good. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie looks pretty good. D'Angelo Russell is up and down. And that, Alfred, that's Alfred Payton's played five games this year. I just right. want everyone to know that. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's yeah well, five games. And if you're Brooklyn, like, do you cut bait on Russell? I think that's a really fascinating example. And it would have been, I guess it still is complicated, but it would have been super complicated if Levert was out for the whole year. Yeah. Right? I mean, because well, I, I can't, who was it? Someone at the athletic, Michael Scotto, maybe Scotto. Uh, he, um, he had mentioned in an article, like they're trying to figure out what to do with D'Angelo. And this, well, they is don't. Before, this is before the injury. This was in regards to like them kind of kicking the tires on a Jimmy Butler trade. But it was like they don't really know what to do right now because I don't think they want to pay him. But they also can't lose him for, for nothing. Isn't he and, best friends with Carl Anthony Towns? Mm, I mean, they're they're friends. Like <laughs> okay. I, Booker is is closer to Cat than anybody. I right. think. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I the thing is, man. Like, and I, I'm I'm now kind of out on Dilo. Like I, I was actually, I thought he was going to be good. Again, I get suckered in. He's a big point guard. I'm in on the skill set. I just, I right. think he's a shithead. I'm, at, I'm right. out on, I'm out well, on D-Lo. I'm, I'm out on the skill set too. Oh, see, I think he's got great feel of the game and he can shoot. And then he's got the size, but I don't know that he's a worker. And that, I mean, that's the other thing that sets a lot of guys apart. I mean, you look at a guy like Jimmy Butler being drafted where he was, you know, he didn't, he didn't walk into a job, but he's a worker and you know, you can get better. I, I just don't see that with with yeah. D'Angelo Russell. How do you know someone's really a worker? It's like the toughest thing to figure out in the well, draft process. Gotta, that's that's where that's where uh, front office part of it scouts is that really make their money. Part of it has to be in consideration that he doesn't snitch on his teammates for no reason. <laughs> that's that's got to be in the consideration. I don't even think that's. I don't even think that's. <laughs> Anything that we're talking about it. I, so, I, I don't so, know, man. I think that's a thing. Not, you know why it's, it's not? A, because oh, it's Bryant absolutely. It's the it's, hardest working basketball player in the history of the sport. So I just disproved He snitched in a deposition. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a Snapchat that went by. Like, this, he snitched in a goddamn deposition. Just straight up talking to the cops, yeah. So if you're going to do it, you really need to do it. No half-assing it. That's, yeah, that's right. That's the Kobe way. Kobe system. Kobe system. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That was the Kobe system. You're gonna snitch, do it to a I, sheriff. But Zach, I, th- I think we've reached the part of the program, man. Where you know what I think? I think I think that you've presented a challenge. I'd like to present our listeners with a challenge, guys. Join us every Wednesday for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on Fanduel. How can you get to that? You may ask. I'm glad you asked. That was go to Fanduel.com/b2b to sign up. Put five dollars five dollars in your account. They're gonna match it with five dollars into your account. So that's $5 becomes $10. Then you can play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. Shout out to Matt and AQ. 
He was last week's winner. He got to be a special guest on the Friday mailbag. He took home the victory in our special fan contest where the winner appears on a Count the Ding show. So, again, FanDuel.com slash B2B. Throw some money in the account. They'll match that $5. You get to play every single Wednesday. How about that? Yo, uh, Jade, uh, damn, I meant to get this in earlier in the show. What's up? But I I talked to somebody very recently who uh, (laughs) has been in contact with KD's people. And they're telling people that KD to New York is a done deal. What's up, Ethan? Oh, boy. Aggregate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm just aggregate it. Well, can we? Done are we going to talk about the Draymond thing? It's a yeah, done I was going to. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, surprised we haven't talked about that yet. End on this done. on this Draymond thing. Um. All right. I don't think it's a big deal. No, they, they these guys went at it. Yes, uh, last season. This is well, what they do. Like, what? Just think about like. I mean. Who who here has never gotten into uh, gotten heated playing even just pickup like competitive pickup? Imagine playing on the on the biggest stage. Like I mean, I'm surprised more guys don't get into like shoving matches with their teammates. Don't you think it's ironic that the fight they had last night was the complete inverse of the of the sort of alter or whatever they had in Memphis where Draymond was saying we, we don't ISO here like you gotta right. keep moving and this is the complete inverse KD was like man I'm hot give me the goddamn ball right I just think that's funny I don't know what it means I just think that's funny I, I think uh, Draymond saying he's a bitch uh, to Boogie uh, that's the only thing I can I can look at yeah. and say alright that's not great Oh, uh, I mean, well, yeah. And now they're teammates. <laughs> oh, this you're is, saying last night. Oh, yeah. Last I, night. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. This is my well, this I, is I, my I was, uh, I'm with KD on this one because I'm I was really tired yesterday and I was just waiting for this game to end. And so when when they got that stop and Draymond got the ball, I thought, okay, cool, give it to KD. We got a game winner. We can start the Daily Ding podcast, which by the way, everyone should subscribe, rate, and review the Daily Ding. Go search it on Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. Um and I was like, here we go. And then Draymond like drunk horsed his way into into not getting a shot off right and and fumbles the ball we had to go overtime and i was i was yelling at draymond so i'm in with kd on this one <laughs> mm-hmm. so draymond should have thought about uh, count the count the daily dings. ding a hundred percent yeah man yeah, okay draymond should have thought about the daily ding i was really tired do you think that if this had happened in kd's first year that he would have felt empowered to yell at draymond the way he did no yeah. i think no, yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, because I, I think he's because was I think he is. Um, I don't. I don't want to say he's fake in that, but I think he's been playing a character for a while publicly, whereas that fits into the character. If that makes sense, him yelling back at Draymond fits into he, the he's character. Al- he's always been a shit talker. Oh, no, he never stops talking. No, I don't big time, but not to his own teammates. Like he's a, he's the servant. Right, like that's why I don't think he would have did this year one Golden State, but year three where he's just like, I got my two chips, I'm pretty much guaranteed my third, and you know, me and Rich are going to New York to to live out our dreams. Like, what does he care? <laughs> like, what, oh, because what New York's a done deal. Yeah. New York's a done deal. It's okay. a done deal. Did, but, like he wasn't yelling when Draymond was like tapping him on the shoulder repeatedly after the Memphis meme? incident. You know, like, yeah, like, I think that's also I mean, I agree with Dave that this is like the kind of thing that can happen often and we can be blown out of proportion. But I do think the optics of it are kind of interesting. 
Like I, I, I am curious if KD would have done that in his rookie year, or if he was so concerned about knocking, not fucking up what was a good thing. And now that he, like Watt well, said, he won his two titles. Like whatever, man. I feel I empowered a, that I can do that. I have a scenario to kind of throw at you guys. What if internally they already know KD is leaving? It Does that change like they this? All do yes. Right? They've kind they of been playing that way, right? The last ride of this, 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 this um, form of the team. You know, I mean, the Steve Boogie Kerr all but said it. Yeah, right? he's like, Boogie's going to be gone. But he's, he can't say KD's going to be gone, but I think they all know that it's like, all right, this was cool. Let's go back to actually being a real NBA again. Yeah. I, 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 like, I wonder if, if we might see more stuff like this bubbling over. I mean, so you, maybe the maybe the Knicks swing a trade for Kate. And then and then they 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 swing a trade for KD, and then the Warriors sign Melo is just his ultimate heat check. Like oh. we're really going to test this somebody's culture. Somebody's going to sign Melo, by the way. Oh, of course. He's he's, he, he's going to. Uh, you you think Mike, somebody's going to sign him, Mike? Yes. I think I think he's going to be shopping for houses in your neighborhood. Plainview, New York. Huh? <laughs> no. Wait, I do I, have a I do have a basketball hoop outside the house. Like maybe he'd enjoy shooting alone on it. That's what he does in games. So he <laughs> I'd enjoy it. I think he's he might go to Washington. Oh no, please no. Although this is like the the Arrested Development like Tobias thing where it's like this it's, this doesn't work for anybody, and then the long pause and it's but it might work for us. <laughs> I just, you're saying he's going to be around the what is it the Verizon Center MCI Center whatever the hell it's called now. Uh, he's Capital just be, One Arena. Oh, I'm sorry, Capital One Arena. Uh, I, I was got to keep so, up with those naming rights. Yeah, Zach. he's going to walk around there just around the water cooler. Man, this mellow is really the, the hit of the <laughs> hit of the town. Wow, have you heard about this mellow lately? Like he's uh, just going to start name dropping constantly with a as with the, a mustache on. With a mustache on. <laughs> as long as he doesn't blue himself. Oh, he's, he blew himself the last two years. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I like now, that. Jade and, dropped into the chat uh, that this is a very good pod. Jade also for about fifteen twenty minutes at one point left to go run an errand, so I, he has no idea what we talked about. Him. <laughs> type. Him. So we began the pod with wizards are depressing, and we're going to end the pod with the wizards are depressing. But Sounds like a great exit if point, guys. Great, 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 great way to kind of get me back on. <laughs> go read to uh, go read the. Uh, Destination Mike Freight is all over that place. You got video. You guys got really good videos, by the way. Thank Fantastic you. video that, series. Seth I love is a genius. Yeah, he is a horrible person, but a genius. Just yeah. a monster, monster. Who? Seth Rosenthal. Oh, Seth. Yeah. 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 Definitely a horrible person, but a horrible person. Yeah. But check out uh, check out SB Nation. Thanks to Dave DeFore. Thanks to Big Waz. Thanks for Tom Haverstrow in the Charlotte Airport. Uh, Jade Hoy, Zach Harper. Go subscribe to the BOMM feeds. Uh, the feeds uh, rate review it uh, same with the daily ding same with this feed uh, check out Kian Fahi's uh, interceptable pod with a great co-host named Zach Harper and the house of stress alright guys thank you very much that was, that was hey, good that was awesome thank you guys for having me it really yeah, was, absolutely. It was like I was totally kidding at the end <laughs> <laughs>